Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. That's right. Hello and welcome back to the show. It's your boy Trudeau bringing it to you live Tuesday, November 14th. Good show for you today. Mostly NBA and NFL. We're bringing back a to- not a topic, but a construct from a previous episode. D hit me up this morning. It's like, yo, we need to bring back the wheel of fun so we're bringing it back there's lots of topics today d what inspired you to bring back the wheel well let me get a uh, kicked off the right way happy fucking tuesday yank 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 um no honestly I, it was just one of those like there was so much stuff that happened over the weekend in the nfl college too there's a lot of stuff that happened in college football uh, i don't think we're gonna really talk too much of, of college football but like the nba is setting up to you know you get two weeks in and you start to notice like some trends with teams who's hot, who's gonna who's gonna keep the pace, or who's gonna fall off. Uh, and the NFL, there was just so many different storylines: teams that underperformed, teams that overperformed, teams that got upset that you weren't expecting, teams that blew leads, teams that came back. It's just so much to un- unravel for uh, for week week ten. So it'd be cool to just you know try to hit on as many topics as we possibly can instead of just segregated to one one or two teams yeah i think the top i think the wheel has something like 13 topics obviously we won't get to all of them uh but you know whatever we don't get to this week maybe we'll push over next week we have two reoccurring segments on that wheel and frizz is five it's a good one today if we get to it, i hope we get to it we're going to redo our, our money talks which by the way you boys d and myself profitable two weeks in a row we've been on a good winning streak so hopefully we can win the people some money it's time to stop fading D. He's he's bringing the heat now. <laughs> as long as I don't pick college football or uh, or NBA, if if it's NFL, you guys just listen to what I'm saying. But if it's college football or NBA, definitely fade those bets. I know this isn't on the board, so I just want to bring it up now. I tried telling you D three weeks ago, and you laughed at me. You laughed at me when I said, "Watch out for the Minnesota Vikings." These motherfuckers oh. are firmly entrenched in the playoffs right now. They're not in the hunt. They're the seven seed, and they're like like a two game lead. Spoiler alert, the Vikings aren't on the topics of conversation, but I will say, Josh, when we talked about this, Josh Dobbs wasn't part of the equation. Oh, it was Kirk right. Cousins, and that's what you'd have Josh well, Dobbs? It was, it was Kirk Cousins pre-injury, and it was like, all right, we see that they're they're starting to lose some momentum because they lost Jettas. They have no idea what they're doing at the running back position. So, yeah, I could see them fading, and then all of a sudden, Cousins goes down, and then they bring in Josh freaking Dobbs. You know, shout out to him because... He beat the brakes off the Saints this weekend. Um, again, five and five, and still being in first place is incredible. That's how bad that division is. But no, jo- Dobbs looks good, and the Vikings look good. He's he's playing well enough to make Jordan, uh, Justin Jefferson potentially come back. Because if they were two and two and six, two and seven, he'd be like, ah, mm. not feeling it. Like maybe next year. <laughs> and who blame him, right? Who would blame him to come back? I thought I thought they were going to shut it down, but yeah, they have this week the Broncos who. Don't look like pushovers anymore, but it's not. I'm not like super worried, although maybe I'm sleeping on the Broncos. And you know who's right behind them? You know who's the team next behind the Vikings as far as making the playoffs right now the wild, like as a wild card? Are you going NFC or AFC with this one? Just so I NFC, like the next wild card team potentially behind the Vikings. Uh, Without looking, who would I you know guess? That it might be the Commanders, but who are you going with? 
It's the commanders and buccaneers behind them. Okay. So, like, I'm feeling pretty good about the Vikings right now in, in my yeah. bet against you. I wish I, we put something more on the line besides pride, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Hey, but is before we kick is. off the actual sports talk, anything from this week you want to update the people with? Anything good, exciting, fun? Uh, I mean, I know we're going to go deep into sports. Something that I would just say give a huge shout-out for. I hope you guys were able to watch it. Just exciting when it comes to playing the game, but... This kid, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback for LSU, and this isn't even just like a, a homer talk or just like a you know fan favorite thing. Like he is legit. He is he is rising. His stat is uh, draft stock, in which we've talked about it on the show. It's definitely not a topic or a segment today on how deep this quarterback class might be. And we're seeing you know someone like him that that just goes from maybe third or or early second second rounder, potentially first round. You know, for a lot of these teams in the NFL that are looking for QBs, so it's it was uh, one of the craziest quarterback stat games I've ever seen. It was like 300 in the air and 200 on the ground with like three rushes for over 50 yards for touchdowns. It was ridiculous. I was trying to find the uh, Heisman odds as you were talking about. I'm pretty sure he's top, top three or four now uh, as far as the odds to win the Heisman. How he's not number one would be is unbelievable. I understand that like you want to give it to somebody that potential national champion, you know what I'm saying? Like they they mm-hmm. want to get it to somebody that's going to be playing in the college football playoff. But we saw Lamar Jackson win it with three losses, Robert Griffin the third win it with three losses, and Tim Tebow back in 07 win it with three losses. So like he's the best college football player and that's what that awards for. Yeah, just the records really holding him back with LSU, but uh you know, maybe you'll get your quarterback in the future in the Saints. Let's uh let's kick off the wheel of fun, right? Ooh. As you can see, it's a very, very busy wheel today. Mm, she's spinning. Yeah, she's spinning. We got the logo in the middle, too. We're fancy now, huh? Mm-hmm. I like it, man. I like it. Sooner or later, we'll get logos on sweatshirts, but huh. you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get the first spin underway. It's dizzying. Mm. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, this one's you, my friend. That's, I think that's one of yours. I'll take it, but I know that this is your team. So the one that it landed on was the Surging Mavericks. And according to how they, they were last year, going from, I believe, a three seed prior to the trade for Kyrie Irving to missing the play-in because of their record after the trade was god-awful. Uh, currently, right now, the Mavs are... Eight and two, right? And Luca is doing Luca things like potential MVP type play, uh, especially when he plays against teams like the Clippers. Like he licks his chops. They put up over 140 points on the Clippers. So I asked this question to you: Are the Mavs legit, or is this just a spark in the pan? I think they're good. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, it's it's tough to judge it from last year because. With the whole Kyrie Luca thing, I I think they played only a handful of games together because Kyrie got hurt shortly after his arrival, um, and it takes some time to gel. Right, that was a deadline acquisition, I believe, with the Mavericks last year. I'm like kind of buying it. I'm trying to look up who they've who they've played so far, um, and I'm pretty sure they had a pretty soft schedule to start. I'm looking at it now: uh, Pistons, Spurs, Nets, Grizzlies. Like no world beaters. Bulls, they lost the Nuggets, beat the Hornets, Magic Raps. So, like, it's a pretty soft schedule to start. So, maybe this 8-2 and two is a little little fraudy. But I tried to tell you before the season, uh, Luca played in the 
uh, FIBA World Cup. He came into the season in shape, which usually mm-hmm. he takes a couple months to ramp up, and he's already in shape and ready to go in, in an MVP-type form. So, you know, as Luka goes, his team goes, do I think they're legitimate challenge to the Nuggets in the West? Probably not. But I don't think they're going to be fighting for a play-in spot. Like, we all thought maybe they would be a play-in team this year. Uh, worst case, you know, if it was completely dysfunctional, maybe out of the play-in. But they seem like a legitimate lock for a top-six seed at this point. Granted, the su- schedule soft. Let's let's just circle back, I would say, after 20 games and start playing some tougher opponents. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm going to say that these guys are actually kind of legit. Reason being, Luca's Luca. I mean, 32, 8, and 8 is absolutely incredible, um, especially when you know that he's the guy that's going to score. Two other things that I think are really important when it comes to the Mavs. Kyrie Irving is this. And I know you guys can't see me if you're listening to us tomorrow, but he's very quiet. A quiet Kyrie means that there's no like issues going on. He's not in the media. He's not getting reporters like face to face of him saying dumb stuff. He's going out and he's playing basketball. That is huge when it comes to just being able to play the game as a team when you have Kyrie Irving on your team. Second is I think the three additions are showing to be magnificent additions to this team. First one, Grant Williams. We talk about his defense when he played against Giannis, obviously, out in the East. He can hit a potential spot-up corner three. They're not relying on his three-point shot like they were were relying on it when he was in Boston. Second is Derek Lively, the second. Rookie big. Yeah, rookie big that is playing absolutely incredible in the paint. And we talked about defense for them last year being an issue. He's helping that, right? Like, he's, he's not a defensive player of the year candidate, but seven feet still causes issues, especially when you got a wingspan over seven five. Like that's huge. Now I know they just cut Derek. I mean, uh, they just cut Seth Curry because he's an idiot and uh, you know, got caught with smoking marijuana on video. Yeah, he's dumb. Um, but what they do have is Tim Hardaway Jr. who's playing incredible. Another fill in piece. He's not a superstar. I wouldn't say they have a big three between Kyrie, Luca and and Tim, but Tim Hardaway is playing like the Andre Iguodala role the Andrew Wiggins role, the defensive stopper while you have the other two go crazy on offense. Yeah, I like that you brought up Lively. He's been pleasantly surprising. I know they talked about him coming into the year. He's a 19-year-old, by the way, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, Really raw, really raw prospect. And I think they thought it would take much longer to get him going. But from my understanding is he stayed in Dallas all offseason, you know, worked to get into NBA shape and work with the the staff. Um, And... You know, Lively is kind of an athletic rim runner. I'm not saying he's this type of player, um, but almost thinking like Amari Stoudemire, that type of player, you know, Ooh. that mold of, of player. And I think that really fits well with what Luca does as a pick and roll, like a, a fantastic assist guy in the pick and roll. Um, and if you just think back last year, the type of centrist he played with, mostly, mostly stretched guys like a Maxi Kleba, Christian Wood. So I like the addition of Lively. I do think... It's going to be tough to compete for a championship with a guy like Lively, uh, you know, a teen essentially having to go against guys like Jokic in the playoffs and, and some of those more experienced bigs. But I think they're, you know, they were a franchise that we were worried about last year is did they make terrible mistakes uh, in acquiring Kyrie and can this whole thing fall apart? And it seems like right now they have some sort of direction, which is great for, for the Dallas Mavericks. And then just one other thing, you mentioned Grant, Grant Williams. It just confuses me going back to his time with the Celtics last year where 
he could barely sniff the court in the playoffs and he was playing, you know, under 20 minutes regular season with the Celtics. Like, I just don't know what happened with him and the Celtics. Uh, he had such high hopes two years ago and the last year was just kind of uh, a lost season. I'm just curious what happened with that, that situation. Obviously, we don't have the answer, but I'm glad to see, I like him as a person. You know, he's a hard worker. He's a good kid. I like, I'm happy that he's succeeding now in Dallas. Yeah, I think he, I won't say found a home. I think that's that's an overused phrase, but like it's good to see that he's playing the role that we we saw him play, like you said, two years ago. He's the, the perfect fourth, fifth option when things break down and everybody converts on Kyrie or Luka, and Kyrie and Luka are smart enough to find him in the corner or find him at a hash for a spot up three. Uh, just quick note, because you had mentioned it about Lively, I think it's huge, the comparison between him and Stoudemire. Again, not saying he's Amari Stoudemire like you were, but his splits are... I didn't are, say that. I said he's the, a mold. The, a mold. Yeah. Well, think of it this way. If if you're going to say that, he's 80% 10 points against against the um, the Pelicans. Uh, 37% 6 points, so that's like 2 for two for 5 or something like that. Uh, but 80% 10 points against the Magic, 78% 15 points against the, the Hornets, and then 66% 4 points against against the Nuggets. That's the game, obviously, they lost. What I'm saying is he's efficient scoring. He's like, he's going to score at the rim, which is going to cause problems because if you if you step out dump it off to the seven-footer, or if you don't step out, dump it into the seven-footer, he goes up for a layup and dunks on somebody. So, like, it's it's a good spot. And, again, the Matrix... No, that was Sean Marion, but hmm. Amari Stoudemire was was really good in his role, and I could see that being a good a good fit for Luka. A ran, random just thought when you mentioned the Matrix. I remember trying to play with him on 2K. I don't know what, like, oh, 2K5 or something. Man, he had the, the hardest shot to hit in 2K. Sean Marion's jump shot is one of the ugliest like jumpers the in the history of basketball. Like, dating back to when motherfuckers were shooting on baskets, like, weave baskets with, like, a football. So <laughs> bad. It was, I don't know who taught him that, but my goodness. All right. Another spin of the wheel. Fun. The wheel topics. Uh, one of mine. I Let's love go. it. Can you read it for the people? I can. So for those that are unable to watch us live, we are going to talk about the Wizards, Washington, that is. The clown of a franchise they are. Trudeau, kick us off. Yeah, no, I wanted to talk about the Wizards because I, I happened to catch the end of... Uh, There's a couple Wizards things that caught my eye this week. One was I caught the end of the game yesterday on Monday. They played... The Raptors in Toronto, uh, they were up at halftime, something like 74 to 44. It was like an insane blowout. Uh, they let the Raptors at the end of the game go on a 22 to one run mm. to, to come back and win the game. And some of the some of the this, the the mistakes at the end by the Wizards is just hilarious i think one of them was kuzma's over there during play arguing with the refs and just giving <laughs> giving not it's not even like a fast break like they're playing half court offense and kuzma's like walking towards the refs as the raptors are just having a possession and, and, and having a man advantage um they're just such a, a disaster with kuzma and pool at the helm and then did you see the clip uh going around on social media about jordan pool during the timeout I, I mean, there's so many different clips of him. So which one are you talking about? Uh, so basically they have a timeout, you know, like, you know, during an NBA timeout, you have the four, the five chairs and everyone's sitting facing the coach who's like on the court and you're sitting on the bench. 
you know, the guys on the on the court are sitting in the chairs in front of the coach. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole's just like standing behind the coach, just like talking to people, like not paying attention. His teammates are like Jordan, like tapping him, like showing him, like you got to go sit down, buddy. Like if teammates all the place pointing at him, yelling, and he just goes, "Don't fucking matter." Like you know who I am? I'll get the buckets. He's like yelling at people and stuff like that, oh, not paying any goodness. attention to anything and then at the very end it's just like he's like oh shit he like tries to look over to see what the play is and the coach is already wiping it off and he's just like oh god and he was he was doing that because he was pissed because he didn't get the ball on first shot um towards the end of that game so yeah i mean i just want to talk about the washington wizards might be one of the worst teams the nba has seen since what what was the nets team that went 12 and something or you know i'm talking about the first year the jay-z bought the nets uh, I mean, I don't remember their record, but yes, I know how bad they were. I know what you're talking about. That was pre-Garnett and Paul Pierce trade and all that. I just you, you look for the record. I mean, no, I'm not looking for the record now. I just <laughs> with this Wizards team, man, I don't know what the hope is and what the future is. Like, just tank it out for a couple of years with Jordan Poole at the helm, doing clown shit. I mean, they paid him, so they kind of have to. And the tough part is nobody's gonna take that. Nobody's gonna take his contract. By any means, he's not he's not a good player to have as a star role. Maybe if he's third fiddle, but who's going to pay a max contract for a third fiddle, right? Nobody. So he's he's stuck there. Hey, Kuzma stuck with him for the next three or and four they years. Both, here's the thing, too. Like, it's one thing to be bad at basketball and lose, but it's another thing to look like they do and be bad at basketball. Kuzma with his blonde hair and his terrible tattoos, and then Jordan Poole with the mustache. It's just... It's so bad, man. I just wanted to talk about Jordan Poole. Not, not, if you haven't seen it, pull up the video if you're listening on podcast or, or watching live afterwards. Just Jordan Poole uh, missing time or time Jordan Poole timeout. I'm sure it will pop up. It's just it's just a clown a clown show there in Washington. So one of the worst things that I had ever seen. So not even worse. It's up there as like my goodness, this is a terrible tweet to put out there, uh, sports related wise. So a couple of weeks ago or a day ago, a week or two ago, uh, somebody put out Julius Randle's like stats and somebody said, this looks like he's on tour for like a concert because it was like four for 15, but it was like four dash 15, three for 21, whatever it was. It looked terrible. And then somebody put out Jordan Poole's plus minus stats over the last like week and a half. Oh my goodness. This is what he has done this season, starting with the very first game of the year. I just had it. Negative 12 plus 13. Okay, they actually they, they performed well as a game they won against Memphis. Then it's negative 29, negative 22, negative 21, negative 4, negative 5, negative 17, negative 22, negative 12. <sighs> Meaning when he's on oh, the yeah. court, they're screwed. It's just he's just chucking up bad shots and not playing any defense. <laughs> Oh my goodness, is it very, very bad? I don't know Washington. if you can see the video. I'm going to try to show it on you just because I want you to see the video on the, on the mm-hmm. screen. This is going to be great for those that are listening Washington tomorrow. I hope you can edit it. Is, uh, it's, it's interesting to watch. Take a look. He's looking he, back. He looks, oh, 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 wait a minute. Did you coach? Did you erase that play? Hey, don't don't get the dry erase mark. No, 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 no. Put it back. Yeah. 
Yo, the dude's just clearly not. Everyone's just yelling to pay attention. Oh my god, I would hate that to be a hilarious. Wizards fan. Yeah, right. I mean it's tough. It's tough. I mean, how many Wizards fans are there? Um, as many start? Magic's fans are there. Ooh, that's not even a burn. That's just the truth, unfortunately. All right, let's get. A I just want to talk about Jordan Poole not paying attention. I'm gonna spin the wheel. That's good. Ooh, an early one. Let's go. I like it. Let's do it. Get, getting into it early into the show. Prepare yourselves for the greatest and most unique segment in podcast history. Let's rank some stuff with D. It's time for Frizz's Five. Woo! Back at it with the top five. Let's get it. Yeah, man, I, I was worried there were so many topics that we wouldn't hit Frizz's Five, but we did. What are you bringing to us this week? So this one, it was stemmed by Mr. Steven Trudeau himself. And he's like, Frizz. I was like, Trudeau. He's like, what annoys you? I was like, a lot of shit. He's like, all right, cool. So let's do a top five pet peeves. And I was like, you got it, partner. So for this one, I'm going to rank my top five annoyances, whether it's personally related or when other people do shit. So I'm going to kick this one off. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. I, I'm, how, how long does it take for you to make this list? Because I it feel like it would have taken me a little bit of time. It's actually really easy. And the kicker of this was my number one that I have. I just asked the missus. So I was just like, Al, what would you say is my number one pet peeve? And she said it. And I was like, Immediately. I can't believe. Yeah, she, I was like, you didn't even hesitate. She's all like, right. well, it's, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Let me find all the yays and stuff. I got it. All right. And man, hit me up with your number one or your number five pet peeve. Number five, one of the biggest pet peeves I have is when motherfuckers don't return their shopping cart at stores. That's also would be on my list of top five. Dude, it is so annoying. Like, I get it. Like, especially those that like they got kids and like they put the kids in the car and they're like, it's too far away. So then they'd like bump it up on the curb. That shit aggravates me. I'm not going to lie. Like, take your time lock the car get a little beep beep or just park if you got kids park near where all of them go right mm -hmm. it's kind of like one of those pay it forward type things like it's somebody's job to do it and you can tell a lot from somebody if they purposely are like it's somebody else's job like that's somebody that like like i don't mess with i'd be like we, me and you we we're not gonna vibe if we ever like end up at the same party i'd be like nah go kick rocks because like you can't you can't return your shopping cart like it's 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 such an uh, uh, what's what? I'm it's trying to think of the phrase. It's the epitome of laziness, I would say. It is right. It's like a. It's it's something that you can just do out of the goodness of your heart, and you choose to not do it. So yeah, that is my number five top. Also, not only are you being a dick to the person working the store, right, and the people who like, oh, I'm giving them a job. Go fuck yourself. Um, but also, you know what you're doing. Number one, you're either leaving in the middle of the of the uh, the road and it's going to roll into hit someone's car or you're doing that move where you put it on the curb and then when I'm driving through the parking lot, I'm like, oh, there's a spot open. I go to turn into it and there's I can't because there's a cart fucking there. cart there. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. I'm with you, man. Oy, carampus. Yes, that was number five. That was number five for me. Okay, that's a good start so far. Number four, I'm going with one-uppers. Mm. I'm going with like the people that like to exaggerate with certain things. Like prime example, you sneeze. Ah, true. Ah, damn, man, that thing hurt my back. And someone out of nowhere, yo, man, I had a sneeze like two years ago. <laughs> I feel like I broke my back. I had pneumonia and like had to go to the hospital. Cause like my response to that is, cool story, bro. Like 
appreciate you. Like, and like, what do you do with something like that? Like, it's always something. Like, yo, this is a dope song. Yo, you know what is a good song too? It's blah 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, just listen to what I'm like. You don't have to it's, chime in <laughs> two cents. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm gonna say names, but is there anyone potentially listening to this that's a one up nah, there? Bro, nah, bro. Like, it's because it's it's every. I won't say everyone, but there's a lot of people. It happens at work. It happens in in real life, like outside of work. It happens to family members. So, like, it's just, it's in it, like, it, like, I won't say cringe because I hate that word, but like, it makes me go, like, no, like, dog, enough, cut it out, or miss, cut it out. If it's somebody that's a female in my family, like, oh, one uppers, man, they, they get on my nerves. Good. Number three. What's your number, number three, Pet Three. P? This one's a pretty easy one. I don't have a phrase for it, but people that are just not direct with shit. I guess if there is a phrase for it, people that beat around the bush. Okay. Like, get to the point, right? Like, indirectly saying something or, like, indirectly asking. Like, hey, I know I know that, like, I, I, I want to make sure that it's okay with you, but, like, have you ever thought of, like, just get to the point? Like, dude, there's, I don't need... I don't need like the pleasantries around it. You want you want $100? It sounds just like you don't like meek people. What's that? You don't like meek people, it sounds like. I didn't know if that was a word like meek mill. No, meek you know what? The, you never heard the word meek? No, it's a personality trait where you're just very timid and shy. Like you're, you don't want to upset people. You're very meek. Mm. You're also like very like a people pleaser. Like you don't really speak your mind. You're meek. I think it's M E E K. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to look that up. Maybe I just can't stand them types of people. No, like I, think of it this way: like you want a hundred dollars, you want you want to borrow a hundred dollars from go. me. That's perfectly fine. But like, if you're just like, hey man, like I know that like things aren't right when it comes to timing, and you got a couple kids, so like I completely understand if you say no. I'm like, dog, just get to the point. What are you asking? So that is there you go uh, right there. There we go. Meek, quiet, gentle, easily imposed, submissive. I used to call her Miss. Miss Mouse, because she was so meek and mild. That's a dumbass. That, that quote. sentence is terrible. Yeah. Google, step your game up. Yeah. Wow. That was a terrible definition. Is that in like the Webster's dictionary? Yeah. yeah. Mm. They got to they gotta fix that. I wouldn't have like understood that word any better by reading that sentence. You learned a word today. I sure did. Maybe that's the reason why he's, he's called Meek Mill. Number two, slow walkers. Hmm. I even put like a an extra spot to it too. People that randomly stop like in the middle of shit. Like you ever been at the gym and like you're you know you're heading to something that's but it's in the direction that somebody else is and they just like stop and like you gotta like oh like you gotta like move around them or they're walking so slow you just like get the fuck out of the way like just move. Nah, like, the, the worst is when people are walking just like two degrees slower so like you kind of want to get by them but if you go if you go around them you have to like kind of sprint so you're kind of stuck in the middle yeah you know what this is sidebar but it's similar to what you were just saying you know what I, it's not a pet peeve maybe it's like a, a a minor pet peeve like i guess the um the the fake sprint the like you go to open a door that's one of my can i <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to give it away. Let me finish it. But like, it's it's part of this topic. But like the fake sprint that people like the little like they do a little hop and yeah, like they walk fat. That 
shit. Like, I want to just shut the door when somebody does that. Like, I don't feel like holding this for you. All take right. your time. I I'm already holding the door. Just take your time. Maybe you're one of my pet peeves then. Because mm, one, one of my pet peeves is going to be people who are too nice. Mm. And, and I mean that by that is like people who will hold the door for you. But you're like, you're clearly <laughs> two miles away. <laughs> you're clearly too far away. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to fucking run to the door. And I'm also not going to make you stand there for 30 seconds. Uh, you know what else does it to me? This is the door, and then people who are overly aggressively nice about like letting you take a turn or something on the road. And I'm like, I'm not expecting you to let me turn. And I'm like, everyone's <laughs> now confused why you're stopped in traffic to let me go. It's like, no, you have the right of way. Just fucking go. You're making this worse for everyone right now. That is a good one. I got to give people the way. Oh, I'm getting yelled at. Damn it. <laughs> it's a good topic, though. Good topic. Get the doors closed. I got to give people the wave because I'm in the, uh, I, I have a truck. So like when I'm expecting to do that and I'm like, they yeah, may not gotta expect do. me to slow. I got to wait like, oh, go ahead. That's the shit right there. When you when you see the person give you the wave, you're like, my guy. Good shit. People in trucks. Number one. Let me get the drum roll, please. <laughs> this one pisses me off so much. Just when shit drops. <laughs> shit drops. <laughs> What I mean by so that random. is, I said, some of this is personal. This one is my biggest pet peeve. And like I said, the missus hit it spot on. She's like, when something drops near you, you get so mad. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why. It's just like something in my brain. Like if I'm doing something, like if I have my pen and I go to write and it drops, I go from like, like, okay, to just pissed. Like now I got to bend over. Go grab it, or like if I'm, I'm like walking with something falls out of my pocket, I gotta stop what I'm doing to go grab. It's just an annoyance, and the number one like biggest pet peeve. Or like if somebody else drops something, and then I gotta go, yo, pick it up. Like what are you doing? Like it's, ugh, I'm sorry. That's ugh, that the things dropping around me is so infuriating. Whether it's myself or somebody else doing it, it's just annoying. That is probably the most random pet peeve I've ever heard. And it's your number one. I mean, it's perfect if it's your number one because that means it's like very specific for you. So let's recap yeah. real quick. Five, five to one. Bang them out real quick. Five to one. People not returning their shopping carts. It's a good one. Number four. One uppers. People that like to continue a story when they should have just butted out and then listen to yours. Mm. Number three. Not being direct. Beating around the bush, as some people would call it. Number two, slow walkers or people that randomly stop in front of you. Mm. And number one, the biggest pet peeve for D Frizzy Frizz is when shit randomly drops. <laughs> uh, can I give you two two honorable mentions that I have? Yeah. This sure. might be the one that really drives me crazy and I'm a dick about it. Is when people in traffic, especially in traffic, are like riding your ass in their car. And I'm like, bro, I cannot go anywhere. There is like a sea of cars in front of me. What are you doing? Because I'm the type of person when I drive, it, listen, it's it's just common sense. If you're constantly hitting your brakes and going and hitting the gas, you're wasting gas and screwing your car up. Mm -hmm. So I like to just be like, in totality, we're moving five miles per hour. I'll just move five miles per hour and never stop my car because then I'm not using my brakes. It's like good for my car. And people are just like, why are you not in their ass? And they're on my ass. And I'm like, okay, guess what I'm going to do now? Go even fucking slower. <laughs> you are a true New Englander. But yes, no, that, that definitely is. Uh, that's a good one. It's very aggravating. I think anything involving driving like is probably pet peeves from most people. The, the way that someone drives can just aggravate the hell out of you. So that makes sense. I like it. And this is my number one pet peeve. And it's like, 
it's a weird one because you might be in this category. My household, myself, my wife, we're very conscious about reducing waste, like recycling and like I have like, this is all I drink out of all day. It's an allergy bottle, reusable, re- refillable. I like to shop at BJ's, get, you know, get my, my meat for the week and shit. Dude, people will come out of BJ's with like an army, enough water to, f- to feed an army for like a week, like multiple towers of water bottles. And it's like, yep, that's all going in the trash. So like what I'm doing right here, whatever, doesn't mean shit. That, that drives me absolutely crazy. So you don't like people that wholesale shop at a wholesale shopping store. I don't, Got it. I don't like people who buy enough bottled water to survive an apocalypse. Like mm. water. Okay, listen, so we, water live, we, we okay. live in America. The water <laughs> is pretty fucking clean. Like just drink the goddamn water out of the sink. You're not going to die. Makes sense. I, actually, when we were kids, remember when everybody used to say, if you keep the sink running, it's going to run out of the ocean. Like that used to be an actual fear. Like maybe that could be a potential, <laughs> you know, prison five, like uh, random oh, things, things you were when told you were kids. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I got one for you. That's insane. I know the number one that everybody would choose. So we kind of would give it away, but go ahead. No, this is just specific to my family. Okay. You know, Freshka. Have you ever heard of Freshka, the, the, like a the soda. soda water? Okay. It's, it's kind of like uh, like almost like Sprite, right? My okay. mom used to have it in the house in cans, and we used to always want to drink it as kids. Or she's like, no, it's mine. And one day she's just like, you can't have it. And we're like, why? And she's like, it'll give you cancer. You told this story online. <laughs> and I before. was like, what? Why are you drinking it? And she's like, I'm going to die anyways. <laughs> You definitely brought this up because the first time I was like, oh, yeah, you don't no, have a reaction now. No, that, Psychopath. Terrible. It's especially when you ask and like, well, well, then why do you do it? It's like, because I can. That's why. That's right. hilarious. No, good Let, stuff. Let's, good list. Let's spin the wheel. Good. Great list. Get it back. I needed to play the the the, uh, the intro sound or the, the midway sound so I could get the, the wheel back up. All right, we've already knocked out a couple topics. Let's spin the wheel. I hope it lands on in-season tournament. I really want to talk about it. Ooh, numbers never lie. Let's go. Let's get it. I'm so pumped because I didn't think we'd have two segments, not not alone back-to-back segments. This is another... Oh, I just exited the wheel. That's not good. Let alone back-to-back. I exited the whole tab. But I think it might come back. If you go back to it, it'll yeah. be on there. I think it saves. Whatever. Let's just press the button, shall we? As the saying goes, numbers never lie. Let's dive into the statistics and ask the question, is this anything? That's right. It's a segment we've done forever. Numbers never lie. It's a, a segment that I use statistics and try to get some information out of D. I have three really cool stats today for numbers right. never lie. The first one... I think we might get... This is the most mind-blogging stat I've heard in a year. Are you ready for this? I'm with it. Let's get it. Through 10 games, the Baltimore Ravens have only trailed 28 minutes and 48 seconds. 10 games. This is 60-minute games, right, NFL? Mm-hmm. So that's a 600 total minutes. They've only trailed 28 minutes and change. Over the last 40 years, only two teams ever through 10 games have trailed less time than the Baltimore Ravens. The 1984 Dolphins and the 1998 Broncos. After 10 games, both of those teams were 10-0. The Ravens 
are seven and three. That is scary. That is a scary stat to have um, because they are blowing leads. And that's that was part of my subject, or excuse me, topics, if we got a chance for it. Um, it was, you know, is it Lamar's fault or is it the defense's fault? But if you're going into these games and you have a, a, a double-digit lead or you're just winning in the fourth quarter, how are you how are you barely holding on to a playoff spot for your division when you're being compared against teams like the 84 Dolphins that went 16-0 and the 98 Dolph, I mean the 98 Broncos that went on to win a Super Bowl? Like th- this should insane. not be a struggle for them. Uh, here's another fun stat that ties along with that one. I didn't read this off. Seven of the 10 last Ravens losses. So they've lost their last 10 losses. Seven of those 10 losses the Ravens have held a two-possession lead. It's disgusting. And we talk about how good Jim Harbaugh is with that defense. Like, you want I, a lot of it, I will say, this is why I wanted, if we got a chance to talk about it, but I can't, I guess we can This is it. This it. is it. Go into yeah. it. This is one of those, like, do you blame the quarterback for not being able to put your team in specific positions to put the game away? Or do you blame the defense? Because if he's got the lead... Like, I think somebody even brought it up. Like, Lamar Jackson put up 30-plus points in one of their games, and they lost. It's like, did you need to get 40 out of him to win? Like, that that's where it's like, which one do you go after? Go I did not have, like, the space to write it down on my pad, and it was a very long stat. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson's QBR, completion percentage, all the metrics in the fourth quarter, you know, his first two quarters are, like, to the roof. And his fourth quarter metrics, like, he drops down to, like, mid to like slightly below average it's but it's not just him like Lamar Jackson's bad in the fourth quarter their defense for some reason just decides to suck in the fourth quarter and also like you have to look at the coach too I mean Harbaugh's there been there forever I don't I I just don't understand if this team could just put it together and be okay in the fourth not even good just okay in the fourth quarter they'd be 10 and 0 right now it's it's just mind-boggling I think the stats this year for Lamar I remember one part uh, touchdown interception ratio was two and two this year in the fourth quarter for Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. which is it's I just mean, it's I don't get it. I don't want to. I don't want to. We want you said you had two others, so I don't want to you know continue too much longer. Just this one last note for it. I think we're we are not hammering enough when it comes to Harbaugh. I think we talk about Lamar. I think we talk about the defense, but we're not giving we're not putting as much blame on Harbaugh. It still has to come down to play calling. You still have to run the ball in specific situations to keep the clock running. You still have to throw the ball in specific situations that don't involve launching it down the field 40 yards because I did see that happen, obviously. And it's like, you're not helping this situation by having bad play calling as well. Um, One interesting point that I saw brought up this week about coaching, right? And as far as, you know, offensive, defensive coordinators concerned, and this was specifically to the Steelers, you know, I know with Pittsburgh, their biggest issue right now is offense. It's just a bad offense. Everyone's blaming Matt Canada. And one of the NBA, or excuse me, NFL uh, beat writers was talking and saying, why aren't we looking at coaching like a business as far as like if the manufacturing for business fails, now hear me out here, not only is the, the person in charge of manufacturing on the hot seat, but you look up at the CEO or whoever's their boss and be like, why are you not managing this correctly? And we're giving a lot of head coaches passes for different sides of the ball. And I'm talking about the Steelers with Matt Canada. And I'm talking even with the Bills this week where he they just fired their offensive coordinator. And that, it still mm-hmm. goes up to you as a head coach. You're in charge of that guy and that everything. 
And I think with Harbaugh, it's like you could say, oh, maybe they weren't. The defensive coordinator's not do, doing a good job or the offensive coordinator's not doing a good, good job in the fourth quarter. But it, it all builds up to you as the head coach, the leader, the person in charge. The NFL is one of the only sports where <clears throat> recycled bad coaches continuously get jobs. And when they don't get jobs as a head coach, they get recycled jobs as coordinators. And they were just as bad as a coordinator. Sorry, they were just as bad as a head coach as they are as a coordinator. So, like, it's just a continuous, unfortunate cycle. That's just what continues and continues and continues to happen in that league. Speaking of the Steelers, my next stat for numbers never lie. The Steelers are 6-3 and three on the season. Six wins, three losses. I set, sent this statue this week. In all nine games this year, they have lost the yardage battle in every single game. Yet they are sitting at six and not six and three. Is this anything, D? It is something because I think I responded to you back saying that it is timely turnovers and sacks that stall drives. It's the only way that you could be outgained in all of, pretty much all of your games this season. Um, it, you can't even say they're outscoring or being outscored. It's just a yardage thing. So that means teams are getting a drive down the field and TJ Watts getting a sack to keep them into to get them to the field goal instead of giving up a touchdown. Or somebody's getting an interception to end the drive. But they're letting the teams drive the length of the field, which that's going to come and bite you in the ass, you know, the, the longer that you're able to do this. I can think of one right off the bat that's just like a, a the worst possible timely turnover cause them to get a win that's against the Ravens with the Lamar Jackson pick in the end zone which could yep. have sealed the game an it's, awful throw it's a god awful yeah. throw in the right corner I think I think this is a lot to say about this six and three seems a little fluky um, I was watching the ESPN gambling show today and I, I agreed with their assessments like if you're gonna fade someone to make the playoffs right now fade the Steelers man because some of this this production is not like it's real. It's, it's they're six sustainable. And three. It's not sustainable. Um, it's the same thing we saw last year with kind of uh, the Giants and the Vikings, where they had so many one possession wins, and we're like, well, this is not real. And when they got to the playoffs, it all fell apart. And with the Steelers, I know it's looking good now, but the turnovers are very dependent on the offense screwing up. And if offenses offenses just clean up against you, you're not going to be able to beat them on the ground yardage wise to keep up and win games i think it's a great point to say that <clears throat> essentially turnovers are an offensive stat just as much as they are as a defense it's the offense making a mistake and if you come across a team where the offense just doesn't make that mistake it's gonna catch you're gonna catch an l from it so that's that's where it comes up and obviously the the tail end of the season i don't know if i should go with my last stat because it is related to another topic on the board it's about the timberwolves do you want me to get into it I'd hold on to that one just in case, but like bring okay, it up if I'll we just, don't talk about it. I'll them. just say the numbers and we'll talk about yeah. it later. Um, the Timberwolves are first this year in the entire NBA in defensive rating, allowing the lo lowest points per game in third. The Timberwolves, the lowly Timberwolves, have the third best net rating in all of the NBA. Let's That's go. insane. Statistics and ask the I debated uh, like throwing the music back on and I got like caught in between like, oh shit, do I play the music again? And then the, the man was talking. I got to get a longer version of uh, of that sound because it's not as good uh, when it's when I have to keep cutting in and out. All right, so yep. spin, spin the wheel again. I think get it. Should we uh, do one more spin and then the uh, the money or the money and the spin? Let's do one more. Okay. 
I like the wheel. I like the wheel, yeah. So still a lot of good stuff on here. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Hey, carambas. Was this one was this one mine? I think it was. <laughs> You're just say you were just asking about the Buffalo Bills struggles, essentially. And uh should we be concerned or some something along those lines? It was one of your topics. My, yeah, my question was will the Bills miss the playoffs? And that's that's about as, as straight up as it gets. <sighs> They just fight. Oh, I'll let you. I'll let you answer. Go ahead, and then we'll go detail wise. Yeah, it's weird. I I know the the betting odds have them missing the playoffs pretty heavily. I think they're like minus one eighty at this point to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're five and five. I am strangely optimistic, and it might be because I have Buffalo Bills playoff futures <laughs> future bets out, but. They, it just feels like it, this is one of those teams that will find a way in. I don't know if their entryway is going to be via the wild card. I would think one thing to consider would be they still have a shot of winning the AFC East. And the biggest thing is the Dolphins are the real competition to win the AFC East. I think the Dolphins probably have a two-game lead on them, seven and three. Mm-hmm. But we talk about those seven wins and those three losses – all seven wins are against teams with losing records. All three losses are teams with a winning record. So the Dolphins, to me, are a team that maybe in the back half of the season, if the schedule gets a little tougher, they drop a bunch of games. I don't know about Tua's health. I'm not going to like wish any ill upon him, but always a question. And I feel like the Bills, especially this week, spoiler, it might be one of my picks. I feel this week with the Bills, I know they fired their OC. I don't think it's going to fix anything, but I think a move like that, at least will motivate the guys a little bit to have an inspired game this week and maybe get some positive momentum before the bye. So I asked this question because I knew you were going to talk about the Dolphins because it's going to be at the, <clears throat> I think you're only going to see one team out of that division go to the playoffs, whoever the division champ is. The drastic differences between the paths ahead of them. You said that the Dolphins look like world beaters when they play against teams 500 or below. They look very mid against teams that are 500 or better. Their schedule the next five weeks. They got the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the Titans, the Jets again. Yes. They have the softest schedule in the NBA. But no, so that we, that's just the Dolphins. And this is why I asked that question about the Bills. They're about to hit Murderer's Row. They got the Jets next week. Should be a decent game for them to go ahead and get that dub. After the Jets, they play the Eagles. They play the Chiefs. They play the, excuse me, yeah, they play the Cowboys. That's three potential L's that puts them at eight losses. Your season is done if you get eight losses. Yeah. You're, you're not making the playoffs at nine and eight because you have a surging Houston Texans team that, and you got three teams in the AFC North that are going to make the playoffs. Like they are in some serious, that loss last night it's was bad. huge. And they, <laughs> they had the chance to win it. Like, it, Josh Allen, I said at the beginning of the season, I know I took him fantasy-wise because he's still going to put up numbers fantasy-wise, yeah. but I said it. He's going to take a step back, and he has since they got rid of Dayball. His turnovers have absolutely spiked. Leads the league. They look bad. Yeah, they look bad. And it's like, I think I saw something saying in the last four years that he's played, he's increased his turnovers outside of the one season that he had that they went to the AFC championship. He's increased his turnovers year over year. And it's like, that is not good as a franchise. How can we keep, I mean, I'm going to call him, I'm going to call him elite. 
And so we tell him he's not. He's not. But how can we keep saying that he is if this is the type of play that you're getting from him? He's not. He's too reckless, man. I was thinking about this the other day, or actually not the other day, this morning. Um, and I didn't, I thought about it as a topic, but we're here now. Are the Bills in, in general, I know they made it to, uh, they made it to the AFC title game, right? A couple years back? Two years ago against the Chiefs. Are they a complete disappointment? Like just yeah. their whole run as the Bills because they're perennially thought as a Super Bowl contender with Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he can win a Super Bowl. I don't think Josh Allen's Super Bowl quarterback anymore. If they miss the playoffs this year, their window has closed because what they what they did was allow Tua and the Dolphins to take hold of the AFC East when the Patriots and Jets are in shambles. Yeah. Like th- this was the perfect opportunity for a thriving quarterback, big, tall, strong arm, can run. Like everything that you needed as a quarterback walked into that franchise and they had a window before they had to start paying players. And now that window is closing because Diggs is going to want his bread. All of their defenders that actually stay healthy are going to want their bread. They can't keep a running back to save their life. James Cook fumbled three times last night. Like it is not good for the Buffalo Bills. And they they had it. Not to say that they should have won against the Chiefs, but they had it against the Bengals in the playoffs. They've had it multiple times in the last four years. And unfortunately, they're going to have nothing to show for it because Sorry to say, but these Dolphins aren't going anywhere. I'm trying to think. Can you think of another quarterback who's in the past several years who's been as reckless of a, of a player as Josh Allen? Turnover-wise, they're probably out of the league if that's the case. But no, I can't. I think he's the top candidate for worst than when it comes to not just timely turnovers, just turnovers in general. I think he takes the cake for yeah. it. And there's like if you think back to all Super Bowl winners or even players in the championship games, it's all guys who take care of the ball at the very minimum, take care of the ball or have really high ceilings um, with that skill set. You know who uh, Josh Allen is? I think someone said it in this chat. A couple Brett Favre. Oh, that's a, that's a good comparison. Uh, I was going to say James sure. Winston with a good PR agent. <laughs> no, he's better uh, than James Winston. I'm but kidding. no, I, Brett I would Favre's go a good the route one. of um, Brett Favre, who was just a gunslinger that didn't care if he turned the ball over or not. And it hurt his team in so many situations yeah. because of it. That that's a great one. That's Josh Allen in a nutshell. Which I mean, Brett Favre was a good quarterback, but it just like Hall of Fame quarterback won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if Josh Allen. Yeah, can do the same but, thing. I'm not comparing careers. I'm saying you know what, types of quarterback. I would say this: like, uh, if Brett Favre played the NFL today, where it's important to not turn the ball over, he wouldn't win a Super Bowl. Oh, right? big facts. And he won that Super Bowl on like his third year in the league when he had Reggie White, Desmond Howard, and like an entire, I would say, Hall of Fame worthy team around him. So I, I I take what Brett Favre did in the 90s with a grain of salt because of how good the, the Packers were before, obviously, him or when they had him on the team. And then they beat up on a Patriots team that had no right to be in the playoff in the Super Bowl that year. We're gonna do it though with the uh, Frizz and the Grizz jinx. We're gonna reverse jinx, and they're gonna go on an absolute tear after this. Who the Bills? Yeah, and hey, maybe they need them. this bump. I just don't see it in the next four weeks. <laughs> uh, all right, let's make some money. Let's get it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money, 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 money. <laughs> 
we're back with our, our gambling picks this week. I want to apologize, D, because I don't know how I screwed you on a bunch of wins on our uh, our Twitter. Um, but you, you you finished two and one last week. I finished two and one last week. It's two consecutive weeks of two and one for both of us. Um, I think I'm three games over 500. You're slowly climbing back. I think you're around 35, 40% winning percentage, but it's a rocky start. You're coming back strong. Um, I'll kick us off this week. I like my picks a lot. Okay, let's get it. Uh, first one, NFL. We talked about the importance of uh, urgency, and I think I think urgency is everything in football. I think urgency is everything in all the sports leagues. Um, yeah, coming in hot. Um Behind the scenes, I have to switch from the uh, one version to another version because one has the words. Um, and this oh, you is just the, have the beat with the other? This is just the beat. Um, and the, the, the levels were he's, not on. He's definitely singing right now, by the way. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but hey, so my first pick with the urgency, I think the Ravens, ugly, ugly loss this past week, um, blowing the lead against the Browns. In division game against the against the Bengals at home, I feel like we talked about the the, the Ravens. They should be a ten and zero team this year, uh, based on you know how long they've led. And you know what? I think they come out with some fucking urgency and stomp out the Bengals because they know that everyone's coming for them and they cannot let that happen again. It's three and a half. It's a big spread. I just feel like there's going to be some sort of urgency and anger behind that Ravens team this week. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and flat out say it. You don't like it. I don't like your bet. That's fine. I don't like your bet, and I, the only reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now to have my Kanye moment is because I'm taking the opposite. I actually have the Bengals plus three and a half. Let's so go. I guess we're both going to be invested into this Thursday night game. <laughs> I was gonna give you the floor for all three of your no, games, like but I gotta. I gotta bring mine up and just say, hey man, I got Bengals three and a half. Give me the points. I think. I think they not only have the chance to cover, but I think the Bengals win this game on the road. Ooh, I like that. I, you know what? It's crazy. We've done this for 10 weeks now. It's the first time we've gone direct opposites on one of our bets. Dun, 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 dun. I like it. Uh, my next bet, do you want me to get weird or go, go, go more urgency? Get as weird as you can. All right, man. I got a really weird in the weeds bet. I've been following for some reason the Tulane Green Wave all season. They're like ten and one, but go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They are. They only have one loss. They're nine and one. That's but for some reason, every week, no matter it's a really good team or a really bad team, they're playing. They finish. It's like a one possession game. They just can't put teams away. Last week they played Tulane. They were twenty-one point favorites. They are Tulane, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Last week they played. Uh, Tulsa, another T T T school, twenty one yes. point favorites. They win by seven. They they cannot put teams away. They let everyone stick around. They are giving up a ton of points on the road to FA, FAU this week. FAU is getting nine and a half. I'm taking the points because, hear me out. They're nine and one. They're three and seven against the spread, and they've lost four straight against the spread. This team cannot put teams away. They're gonna let FAU hang in there. They might still win, but it's gonna be like a one possession game. I'm taking the points. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I'm tr I'm starting to get on the side of getting points instead of, of uh, getting them subtracted from us. So like, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're gonna give FAU the points, go ahead, man. There's nothing worse than having a bet where you're giving points and the other team goes up a touchdown. You're just like, <laughs> fuck. You feel like you lost. I feel already. like I lost. Like down and out. You go down a touchdown. You have the points. You're like, all right. Well, you know what? I'm still like even right now. Let's go. There you go. It's great feeling. Like, all right, my last pick. Urgency. 
Give me the Bills. Minus four at home versus the Jets. I know the Jets have been good, but they're going to play with such an urgency this next week. They're not going to let the Jets beat them twice. Listen, the Jets offense, past three games, three offensive touchdowns. All right. I know the Bills defense has been bad. I'm not worried about the Jets. Josh Allen gets it together. They're going to smoke the Jets this week. Minus four. Give me the Bills. I thought about that. I just got really nervous because of where the Bills are as a team. Seven points is still a lot of points in the NFL. It's four. Uh, oh, it's four points. I thought it was seven. Um, not well, a lot. It's Amaya and it says it's seven. Did the blind move? Oh. Me, yeah, I'm at, I'm at minus. I mean, I'm on e ESPN. You're on DraftKings. I don't have the... Uh, nah, it was minus four when I looked this morning. I should have bet it then if it was if it's now that high. Uh, the, and I was like, nope. Staying away from that one. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, maybe I just saved you some, some money on that. Oh, wow. It did blow It did blow up after they must have fired the coach and it blew up. All right. Uh, I'll get another pick then. I'm not going to go that high. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I was like, nope. As much as I think that they should win that game, I'm not giving away seven points, man. That game could be 21 to 24, 28 to 20, 28 to 24, something like that. Um, I know, you know that what's the Jets offense terrible. I'll but... go six and a half. I'll still do the six and a half. I thought it was four. Fair. It was no, four No, you're earlier. good. You're good. That's why I wanted to tell you about it. But yeah, not a bad pick. Again, <sighs> the word urgency is huge, especially for that team. They need this. But teams that are desperate, no thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that on the betting side of things. By, by the way, just before we get quick aside, mm -hmm. uh, I know we talked last week. We joked about the Cowboys and uh, Giants line at being at 16 and a half. Good God, they covered and smashed that thing. Not only did they cover, but I faced somebody in fantasy that had, I think, Dak and um, what's his name? Brandon Cooks. It's like, what the hell? Like, I because I, it was a four o'clock game. It was like the 425 game. So like fourth quarter is like probably 6.30-ish, 6-ish, you know what I'm saying? Around the time I'm getting ready to put the kids to bed. So like I'm getting them ready for dinner, getting them, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm up by, you know, 80, something like that. And like I go put them to bed. I come downstairs, catch the tail end of it. And like all of a sudden I'm losing. I was like, what the hell happened? And Brandon Cooks just apparently they just decided to throw it to him for 180 yards. Like he hasn't had that much since like he was on New Orleans. So I was very upset about that. Good shit with the Cowboys, but... I was very aggravated that they decided to blow the doors off of the Giants last last week. All right, let me get your picks. Gotcha. I'm going to rat-a-tat-tat -tat these. Uh, you went desperate, and you went with urgency. I'm going with the hot hand. Uh, so I'm going to actually give four points to the cards, and I'm taking the Texans on this one. So Texans minus four. Okay. Are they at home? Correct. They are home. I think that's the main reason for it. Uh, Kyler Murray's back. He didn't yeah, that's what scared me a little bit. He didn't look like great out there. I don't think there was a big difference between when they had uh, Josh Dobbs or whoever their fill-in was prior to Josh Dobbs getting traded. Um, but like CJ Stroud is him. He's that guy. He looks incredible. And if he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Bengals, another game-winning drive, I think that offense is very, very explosive so much that I don't think the Cardinals are going to be able to keep it close, especially at home. I, I like the pick. Um, man, Kyler Murray might do some crazy shit, though. All right, next. It actually just moved. It was not minus three when I started the show. It's minus four right now. Hmm. I'll still take the bet, but it's, yeah. it was minus three. I, I, kept, I, minus I three. went from four to six and a half over the course yeah. of the day. It's weird, but the NFL is crazy about that. No, I, I'm still keeping the bet. I'm hoping this one didn't move because this one's a big one, too. Okay, this one stayed the same. Uh, for me, essentially, it's like the game of the week because of how important it is for this team. Uh, I'm going Browns. And bang, uh, Browns and Steelers, but I'm going to give the Steelers three and a half because of all the information that we already talked about the show. 
So you're going to take Browns minus three and a half? Yep. Okay. Deshaun Watson looks decent. I'm not saying he looks great. He was, pretty, he, he was not good, man. He was no, not but good. I think he's, he's decent. He's he's not playing to lose games. He had a weird fluky touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. I get that. But like he's playing well enough to just have the defense keep him in games. That's all you need from him. I'd have to check his stats, but I feel like he dinked and dunked everything. Like the, the man's being hidden at this point as a quarterback. Is it winning? I mean, you can win with the Mac. answer you to can, that question is yes. That's like some Mac Jones uh, passing stats, just dinking and dunking to, to guys down the field. If he's playing to not make mistakes, the, so let me hear this one then. And this, that was my last bet for it. But how can we say that Brock Purdy is playing safe when he's got a great defense, but we can't say that about Deshaun Watson? Uh, because Deshaun's looked worse, number one. Number two, he's getting paid the most money in the league, and you can't have that dude dinking and dunking on that contract. You can if you're seven and three, and that's what they'll be after they beat the Brakes off of the Steelers this weekend. Watch out for them Steelers, man. All right, good good bets. I hope we go uh, two and one another winning week. But let's get on to our the wheel. One more spin of the wheel. One more spin. Smell my cologne. It's called brand new money. Make the major moves. Make a damn thing funny. Smell my cologne. That's called brand new money. I didn't hear that line before <laughs> until just now. That is great. Uh, who's singing? Jim. I wonder who's actually the rapping that. That's awesome. No idea. All right, we have some good ones. We can skip some of them if they hit. I think we do went over Raven struggles, but let's see where we end up. I hope we get in season twenty because if we don't, I'm talking about that. The, <laughs> the closing tor- take. The la- I don't want Jimbo Fisher. Please don't be Jimbo Fisher. Oh, we kind of talked about this because you gave away some statistics with the T Wolves. Let's get into it. Yeah, it was your topic. It was one of. Yeah, I mean, we could just rat a tat tat this one. I just, I mean, I asked the question to you. I think you already know your answer, but it's more so for the people that are listening tomorrow. Who do you think's been more impressive to start the season, the Boston Celtics or the Minnesota Timberwolves? I, the Timberwolves, I told you pre-show, just because the expectations on the Celtics was were already high. They look great. Um, Timberwolves have beaten a lot of very good teams. They beat the Nuggets already. They beat the Celtics already. They have the number one defensive rating in the league, uh, number three net rating in the league, only behind the Celtics and the Nuggets. And I think, I don't, did they play the, the Warriors last night? Or was it tonight they're playing the Warriors? And I'm forgetting. They played the Warriors on Sunday. Okay. And yeah, and they beat the Warriors. They they've been just racking up impressive wins, um, and I just think it's unexpected because of how the season went last year. But I'm super impressed by Timberwolves. Not to say that's anything slighting against the Celtics, but we all thought they'd be amazing, and they are amazing. Yeah, I think we we. Call, I mean, first off, actually, I'm not even ready to apologize. Gobert still does Gobert things. I don't like him. But what I will say is, we called. Ant-Man was going to be this. We said it after the FIBA World Cup that he was going to go into the season and it was going to launch his career. And he's putting up incredible numbers right now. 28 a night is, is what you want, obviously, from your guard. He still has five assists. He gets rebounds. And he's actually poking the ball loose on defense, leading the team in steals. So he's doing 
things that you we expected from him being the number two draft pick, obviously. But he's entering that like, is this somebody that becomes an all NBA player this year? Is this somebody that contends for a potential MVP? And we get rid of it being just bigs related for the last three years. Who knows? Like if there's a, I'm not a betting man, but if there's somebody that you put some money on maybe early into the season for potential MVP, he's going to play all games. He's not going to load manage. He's a killer. He wants to be, you play 82 games, coach, I'm there all 82 games. This is a guy that's going to start getting recognized on TNT late nights when the football season ends, ABC Sundays when football season ends. You're going to start to see him you know, get the limelight that he deserves, especially after how he's played. I will say this, though. We have seen it in the past with Rudy Gobert teams. Awesome in the regular season. Playoffs, they get exposed a little bit. So it's going to be a weird season. They might, they might finish with a top 2-3 seed, potentially in mm-hmm. the West, and then get smoked in the playoffs by a team that, you know, won through the play. And I think overall, the expectation is still way higher at the Celtics, like their championship expectation. But just like, I'm surprised by the Timberwolves start. It's been really impressive. Yeah, I, by no means was I calling them a contender for the NBA championship. I, <laughs> I do believe that they have an, a very impressive start and they have a, a rising superstar that is going to start to catch a lot of, uh, a lot of fire in regards to how well he's been playing. All right, let's get into our last segment, and then we can kind of talk about the NCAA tournament finally. Let's get it. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. That's right. Closing takes. It's time where we kind of uh, pick our topics individually and uh, get away from this goddamn wheel. D, I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Tommy DeVito, but we're not going to chance to talk about Tommy DeVito and him living with his mom. Um, but we can talk about the NBA in-season tournament. I just kind of want to ask you overall so far, what is your experience with everything in-season tournament related? I'm going to keep it 100 with you, as what one as some kids would say, or I'm going to keep it a buck with you, whatever the kids are now saying. I don't know a goddamn thing about it. I see it as randomly painted courts on the floor. I understand that the records matter, and I even learned last week that the point differential matters. So I think that's pretty cool, you know, especially seeing people you know, get rid of the sportsmanship of just dribble the clock out. Nope. Stop Fire up team. another three. Yep. Hit another one. I think that's funny. <laughs> um, people getting pissed off, but other than that, I really don't know what it does for teams. I don't, I don't know if it like locks a, a playoff spot or something like that. You don't know no anything idea. about it at all? No, nope. The winning team. So, the, do you want me to explain it to you? Yes, because that's not just me, but there's probably other people. Okay, that are, want to go too. I think there are six groups, five teams each. Uh, I think the winner of the group makes it out, and then there'll be a couple teams that get out um, based on their group play record compared to the other one. So like if your group, the winner is five and oh, and you finish second at four and one, you might advance out. Um, those teams that advance out go to a knockout round where they're playing the other winners. Um, it's, it's winner advanced kind of college style. Um, they eventually will meet in Las Vegas. Uh, the teams that make it to Vegas will be ended up by playing one additional game than they normally would. Uh, so they play 83 games, which I'm curious how that counts in the record books. Like, do you still get stats for that? Anyways, yeah. um, but the winning team, each player will get $500,000 each as a prize. 
So that is their motivation. Um, the interesting thing that people don't know yet is, well, people know it, but I don't think the common person knows this. The teams that don't make it out of the the group play round, right? So the teams that, you know, finish one and four or whatever, um, they have right now currently two empty slots in their schedule and the NBA will take all the losing teams and fit them together as the, as the season goes along and finish the schedule. So if you, if you went to StubHub right now to buy tickets, you would see two TBDs as opponent because the losers will end up by playing each other to fill out 82 games. So it's constructed so everyone plays 82 except for the winners who get or the championship game that gets 83. I'm excited. I'm a Magic fan. I'm not playing for a championship. I want to win the in-season tournament. Why the hell not? It's something to look forward to. I was curious if you were going to shit on the court, which everyone everyone has decided to do. Uh, no, it's very arcade-ish, right? Yeah. Like, and you, it, like you even explaining it sounds like something that you'd set up in like NBA 2K20 or something like that. Um, I, I enjoy it, right? There's nothing wrong with seeing more basketball, and especially if you if you make it matter for those um those lower tiered players, bench players, five hundred thousand dollars is a lot of bread, right? Like, yeah, it's nothing to a LeBron James, and he could probably care less about an in season tournament, but it matters for your regular season record. So, like, you you gotta have it does make it does make it important. You can't sit those well, games out. Not only regular season record, but like, I don't know about you. Right, I, I'm I'm not I'm a little more than a casual NBA fan. For me, it's like, oh, today's an in-season tournament day. Like, it, to me, I'm like, ooh, this game means a little bit more, and I'm more inclined to watch it because I don't really. I mean, I watch a lot of NBA games, but like, if I miss a game on, you know, November 14th, normally I'm like, oh, whatever. But I'm kind of like, shit. I wanted to watch the Magic play tonight because it's an in-season tournament. Like, it just it just feels a little bit more special. And I get. I bet you give it a couple years. People shout on the play-in. People are gonna get kind of excited about this over the coming years. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I, like I said, if I if I pay attention to it a little bit more, I probably understand it better. You breaking it down, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think it's bad. I I think it's something that will help elevate the game, especially if it gets more people to continue playing. That I think was what the goal of it was to just stop people from. Inherently, I think indirect goal was to be like, yo, let's not load manage in the middle of the season. I like, think it will have matter. an effect because you know you're an, you're you're an athlete. You you are a competitor. You will end by you can play a game of beer pong that means nothing, but like when it's a competition and it means something, you start to get a little more juices firing. For for the players, I feel like even though it's just a regular season game, quote unquote. You know, once the other team starts going hard, you're going to be like, oh, nah. Yo, chill out. Yeah, exactly. Nah, nah. They're going to be like, no, we want to win it. We're like, no, we want to win this. Like, it's going to mean something as it goes along. I bet you the championship game is really fun. Um, I thought you were going to show on the floor. I understand the floor is weird. They're all very colorful. Can we just chill out NBA on the very bright red court? Because it hurts my eyes watching the screen. Who has the red court? The Raptors? The Raptors had a red. I think the Bulls had a red one. It just like, it, I could not see what was going on. It hurt my eyes so bad. Remember when the NFL sidebar, but remember the NFL did the color schemes and like the color rush? Just, yeah, completely like disregarded people that were colorblind and like they put like the Bills and Jets out there for red and blue, but it just was gray for everybody that was colorblind. It's like you didn't think that went through, man. Like that's the first thing I thought of when you said the court was red. I was like, damn, that people that are colorblind, they just see gray out gray. there. They don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Sorry to dominate on the in season tournament. I had a lot on that. I want to fire off. All right, no, what do you got for me? Did you have anything else? Was that it? Cool. Go magic. Can you, can you do me a favor on this one? Can you lower the music? 
Was it too loud the whole time? No, 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 no. I just, just for this segment. So I'm going to take this time to go a little bit deeper than I typically do when we're ending a show. And what I mean by that is this is a time that I know Thanksgiving is next week. We'll have another show in regards to uh, going over like what we're thankful for and whatnot. This is a time that I want to use to say, please take care of your loved ones. I say that meaning anything can happen to anybody at any given time. And we want to make sure, I know we joke around on this show, but we want to make sure that you guys that are listening or watching with us, like live life to the fullest, you know, say you love you to say you love the loved ones that you have in your life, you know, try to try to be happy. There's no need to stress about things that are, that shouldn't be stressed about. Like we're on this rock once typically for 80 summers, maybe 85 winters. But like, if you think about it that way, most of us are halfway through that. And that being, yeah, that being said, like, I just want to make sure that everybody's trying to be as healthy as possible. Be thankful that we're here. And for those that might be struggling, like just reach out for help. And if you, if you don't have anybody granted, I know, you know, we're just a podcast, but reach out to Darian Fur, reach out to Steven Trudeau. We want to make sure that we're an outlet for people that are just looking for help at any point in time at anything in life. So I hate that it's like a somber thing, but it's definitely a necessary thing that's been on my heart and my mind for the past couple of days. So I wanted to get that one out for you guys. We love you all and, and couldn't couldn't be any more appreciative for you guys listening and watching to us. Second that, man. Really well spoken. I'm glad you told me to turn down the Timmy trumpet for that. <laughs> uh, all right, D. Why don't you get the people out of here? Tell them to do all the good stuff, follow and all that fun, fun stuff. We're still going to get y'all out of here the right way. As we say at the end of all of our shows, please hit us up on all of our socials. If you guys get a chance, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on YouTube. You got to find us on Twitter with all of our bad picks. We don't have an Instagram or a Tiki Taki yet, but one of these days we're going to have clips. Yo, I'm not Dr. Seuss, but I damn sure can rhyme if I want to. Anytime you guys check us out on the internet, frizznegriz.com. We don't have any gear, but one of these days we just might have it if the producer says so. Nope, the producer's not giving us anything. Please make sure y'all take care of y'all bread. Make sure y'all take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all mentals. Keep studying. Learn something till you earn something. Take take care of y'all physicals. Y'all hit the gym or at least just try to stay healthy, eat right and whatnot. We'll catch y'all on the rebound and we appreciate y'all being here. Peace. Broncos country. Let's ride.